0: Hello and welcome to The Spill Sesh, episode 36. In today's episode, I have a special guest. Her name is Ambra. She is an empowerment coach and we had just such a raw and honest conversation, which is what I really liked. It was a less of an interview and I feel more like just two girls who suddenly just kind of clicked and we had a really amazing conversation. I really enjoyed my time and so did she. So I hope you enjoy this. It's a little bit different, but I think it's definitely a really great conversation. Enjoy. Hello, Ambra. Welcome to the Spill Sesh with Sage. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to have you. I remember, I think I reached out to you last year. I mean, last year was literally two weeks ago, but yeah, still, like, I like I, we've been in touch for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I um,
1: began following you, but there must have been like mutual friends or something. And I think you've probably interviewed mm-hmm. a friend of probably mine. Probably Ray. Ray. Big, biggest-
0: yeah ray yes probably her yeah because she is a friend of mine from um mc club and NTU. oh so i i got her on my podcast because i also love the work that she's doing and yeah. i think she must have been following you or yes. something like that and then i was yeah. like okay i like this already i love it <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh, she needs to come on i need to have a conversation <laughs> i'm so happy you managed to come on but why don't you introduce yourself
1: yeah, hi, I'm Ambra. I'm an empowerment coach. So basically what I do is I help millennial women uh, find the courage and confidence to chase their like career ambitions. Yeah, that's what I do in a nutshell. And how
0: did you get into this path? Uh It's
1: been a very long journey. So I started off as uh, a holistic nutritionist and I was basically servicing like cfos ceos in the finance industry <laughs> um and i just at some point decided to pivot into life coaching because i wanted to help out like women our age like millennials um so yeah but prior to that i mean i have like a degree in um, psychology so that's kind of how um like that that whole thing came about. I mean it can be a very, very long story, so I'm trying to keep it like brief. No, it's okay. I wanna hear all about it. I think I've always been very passionate um about like helping people optimize their life. Right. That's a very general term. So, you know, be it like via um like nutrition and all of that, uh that's just been like my main calling and yeah, so after having worked um, as a holistic nutritionist for three years, I just decided that I just wanted to help people, you know, around my age that that really felt like something that was important to me. And, you know, having, having had my own life coach, you know, going through um, ups and downs. Uh, you and know, like, having been through, like having been on the receiving end, right, being coached by my life coach, I was like, this is freaking amazing, like... I want to be able to do this. Like, I want to help, um, you know, what my coach helped me with was like really facing one of my biggest fears. And, you know, after having um, overcame that fear, I was like, oh my gosh, like now I'm ready for like bigger and better things. And and so then, you know, I started to like just like lean into discomfort and just achieve like bigger and bigger and bigger things. So from there, I decided to leave my job and start my business and just yeah so like having benefited a lot from life coaching i was like this is exactly what i want to do so do you do this full-time now full-time full-time and super happy so yeah i left my job uh as a coach uh in august last year so i've been doing this full-time for about
0: six months now best decision i ever made I love that. Yeah, I think um, it's so cool to see so many people doing their own businesses in circuit breaker. But this is an and like a completely different kind of business. Like I kind of like it is still a business to set up everything on yeah. your own company on your own. And how has the clients been since then? Like, have mm. you been? Has it been through word of mouth or through social media? Word of mouth and Instagram. So, like, I like I use these kind
1: of two platforms. So, I always have, like, clients being like, hey, I love working with you. You know, I think, like, so-and-so, like, would be a good fit for you. So, the like, referrals and Instagram, like, that's how uh, I get most of my clients. And, like, honestly, it's great. Like, I have, like, uh, you know, acquaintances coming up to me and being like, hey, this is what you do now. It's super interesting. I need help. Um, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. That's really how like I reach out. Like I mean, people reach right. out. to me. Yeah. And obviously, I'm sure you enjoy this job so much. Like just talking about it, I can see how happy it makes you. <laughs> you can see me literally smiling. At... Yeah. Like honestly, I
1: yeah, I wouldn't be doing anything else. Like I'm so like I was even working okay on New Year's Eve, like from seven all the way to like eleven p.m. because I have some international clients. And so I just, was like, yeah, I was like, no, I'm not going to stop working. Like, I want to work. So yeah, I I like, I seriously, I know it's cheesy, but like, you wake up and you're so excited to go to work. You're like, oh my gosh, I get to work on like marketing. I
0: get to like, like, that's the best feeling. Yeah. It's like how you get excited to like do these podcasts, right? It's the same thing. It's just that it's like every day for
1: me. So Mm -hmm. there is something truly special when you are like living your purpose when like you feel so aligned like with everything that
0: you do a hundred percent and i i fully fully believe in that as well that you know when you love something that you do that you do so much it doesn't become a job anymore it becomes mm. you know your passion and your a hobby even and it yeah. just happens that it you do it every day and you're making money from it so it's like a bonus exactly from, right from make, that so make, i make, i fully believe in that that was how I went about
1: making that decision. I was like, I'm going to enjoy. Like, I looked at future me and what future me would be doing, right? And I looked at the risk at that point of time of leaving like a safe, you know, job. And I was like, safety mm-hmm. doesn't bring me happiness. Like, you know, putting myself out there, you know, overcoming challenges, like working towards being my ideal self, like that is really what brings me so much joy, and you know, having done that myself, now I wanna inspire other women to take that leap of faith, right? Uh, because really, the tr- the treasure is really at the end. <laughs> Like when you decide to just like you know take that leap of faith and and do what scares you
0: and why I wanted to bring you on this because I actually saw your Insta story one of the days yeah. I mean I always have like stalking your social media <laughs> I love seeing your stuff Thank and you. there was one specific thing that you posted <laughs> that really caught my attention and you had basically posted something about the seven areas of life so mm-hmm. before we dive deep into like what these areas are what like before we dive deep into each individual area rather, what are these seven areas of life and did you come up with them? And what's the like intention of knowing these seven areas in the first place?
1: Yeah, so um, the intention of knowing the seven areas is just to realize that like, you know, there are many different facets of life, right? And when we can break them down into seven areas, it allows us to uh, really have a closer look and investigate like what is going on Right, so the seven areas, okay, I often forget because you can actually, like, there are no fixed areas, there are about even eight to nine areas, so you get you get to choose. The, the purpose of looking at, like, the seven areas and, and doing this whole activity um, is essentially to look at, okay, like, you look at every area of your life, you rate it, like, how satisfied are you? So, for example, like, in your career, you know, are you satisfied with where you're at right now? And then you'll give yourself a rating from, like, zero to ten so 10 being completely satisfied zero being and not satisfied at all and then so you do that for like the different like the different areas so work and career um so yeah this really relates to like your job your career um love and intimacy so this is you know like your relationship with your spouse your significant other partner um, another area is family and friends. So this is your support network, your close relationships, your friends, uh, personal development. So, um, you know, I think this area is quite self-explanatory, right? Everybody knows what like personal development refers to. Your physical self. So it's mm-hmm. your actual body, like how healthy you are. Your higher purpose. So if you feel like you are connected um, and you're doing things that bring a sense of true fulfillment in your life and fun and leisure. So that refers to like recreational activities. So just mm-hmm. looking at different areas and rating them, like how satisfied are you? And then um, ideally, like uh, what would you like that to look like? So it doesn't necessarily mean that you might want to rate everything as a 10, but it'll just give you an idea of like what a balanced life or your ideal life looks like. So yeah, it's really just taking like okay. a heli- a helicopter view and really analyzing your life and once you know that then you'll be able to really like um focus on a particular area that you want to work at and be laser focused at you know manifesting uh what you want in in that particular area of your life so yeah it gives you really like a direction yeah so that's what I kind of use with my clients um when they are kind of unsure they're like oh you know I know that there's something up I know that I'm not really happy that I am at right now but I don't know where to start right
0: so it's like you kind of like assess all these areas of life and then you see how satisfied you are and then where do you want to improve on basically you're just Mm kind of like finding I think that's Like, for me, for someone who's very, like, organized and needs to have things, like, written out in front of me or visual, I think, and I always want to, like, you know, I always say I want to better myself, but I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. So, I think this is a great way for people who are, like, struggling to come on their own or, like, you know, like, oh, I want to improve myself, but how? Where do I even, like, start looking within myself? Because that's yeah. always so vague, right? Like, where, How do you? People always say like, look within yourself, but like, where? <laughs> where? So I think this is a great way, like, great roadmap for people. Yeah. So I really want to go into like each of the areas, and we can talk about. So the first one is love and intimacy. So you mentioned that uh, you really want to help, especially women, um, come out of like um, their shell and make them you know more empowered and career driven and business focused but i agree that a very big part of this has to do with their love life and and intimacy life and Mm -hmm. sorry the intimate life so I, i think i read somewhere i can't remember exactly where you had mentioned something about like toxic relationships and how it's important to like bring yourself out of that as well so like maybe what is like a key trait or like red flags that you think like women or and men should look out for in toxic relationships that that is like the first step in like evaluating the love around you and seeing whether that's right for you or not
1: um that's a very good question sejal um i would say i know this is like really cheesy but just asking yourself like are you happy and the minute you have to doubt like whether you're happy or not that's already like you know, a clear indication that something has gone wrong, right? Do you feel, like, connected to your partner, you know? Um, and, um, you know, is, he like, is, is your partner supportive? Are you guys having open and honest conversations with one another? Do you see, like, repeated patterns and arguments happening over the years? Like, despite talking to one another... But, you know like these are all key indicators that like hey you know maybe it's time to reevaluate. you know things have you tried over and over and over again um and just like things never seem to change do you realize that you and your partner have different views on life and um and yeah are just moving in two different directions right because like personally like that was like i used all these questions. Um to evaluate whether I still wanted to be in a relationship with my ex. And at the point of time, we were together for like seven years. Um and seven yeah, years. Yes. And even though it was a pretty okay relationship, like it wasn't amazing, right? So, like, you know, like we weren't cheating on one another, you know, we would have some days, we would sit together and laugh and laugh, but there were so many other indicators that um just make me realize that like hey you know I'm settling for less right now and I think that like the relationship doesn't have to be completely toxic you know you can just be unhappy in the relationship and want something more for yourself and that's a good enough reason to walk away even when you love and care for a person
0: I think that's such a great way to put it especially that as long, like, you know, I think the media kind of glorifies toxic relationships as to be something that, like, oh, they cheated on me. Mm. Or, oh, this happened and that happened. And, like, it's very um, glorified in movies and things like that. Like, even in shows like Euphoria, you'll see... Um, uh, Do you watch Euphoria? Uh, I watched one episode. <laughs> you should watch, by the way. It's a really good show. But anyway, in that... Um, In that show, there was a very toxic couple and they're like 17 years old. But of course, that has to do a lot more with like abuse and that kind of uh, toxicity in that relationship. So obviously, that is like, you know, save yourself and don't, you know, put yourself through that. But of course, it's easier said than done. But even like on surface level, I think toxicity can come from a lot of other things where you don't even realize it, which is the scariest part because you're just unhappy. Yeah. And you don't know why you're unhappy. It's like like what you said, like seven years, I cannot imagine the the strength it must have taken to be like, I am settling. Even though seven years I have committed to this person, yeah. I know ultimately I'm not gonna be happy. And I think that takes a lot of strength, you know, whether it's seven days, seven years, like it, it telling yourself that your happiness comes first, and even if the red flags don't seem like everyone else's red flags. Like, if something yeah. is bugging you, I always say, like, listen to your gut. I always yes. say, your gut is always, always right. Yeah. And, yeah, like, that. if there's that, like, inkling of noise in your head, <sighs> listen to it.
1: You know what?
0: Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. I, yeah, literally,
1: yes. Like, honestly, I just want to jump <laughs> on this, because we're in the topic of love mis- love and intimacy, and... Uh, yeah, you're talking about um, gut feeding right and um, yeah and so like someone sent me a message on on bumble and and then I replied and I just thought it was a cool reply, but at the point in time when I sent it right I was like, this feels like I'm playing hard to get. I don't like, I don't really like this. And so what I did <laughs> at one point of time was I like texted my friends and they were like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Like it's an okay message to send. And then I sent it um. and I just felt so iffy about it. I was like, I was like, oh, you know, like, and then I went back onto Bumble and then I don't know if like he deleted the chat and unmatched me or if his accounts like suddenly got like <laughs> deleted But anyway, like I couldn't find the message and like whatever it is, like whether or not like he, you know, something happened to his account or like he really did unmatch me. Like it was just like, these are just clear indicators that follow, like following your gut. Cause like, I, f- I feel like when we follow our gut and we really listen to our heart's desires, right, there will be no regret. You know, you, you'll you know that, like, this is who I am. This is the best decision yeah. I, I could have made for myself at that point in time. And even if it's the wrong one, it's okay because I respected myself. And,
0: yeah, yeah, so...
1: See, this is why I, d- I didn't know if it was that. relevant.
0: <laughs> no, 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 it is actually... Because even, like, I can chime in on that as well. Like, you know how you say, like, right and wrong decisions? The thing is that, like, in that moment, sometimes you don't know whether it's the right or wrong decision it's just a decision that you're making and in the end like if let's say it was a quote-unquote wrong decision all that will be is a learning experience so really it's all it's always something for the better and like i think especially when it comes to like relationships and you know sometimes you're just so in love or you're so head over heels you're just like oh like let me just experience this and then the practical stuff always comes in later and now i guess that we're older especially in our 20s you know early 20s late 20s it's when you get relationships at our age it's like shit you can't just enjoy the honeymoon period because you know our future is like nearing but at the same time it's far if that makes any sense at all so yeah it's really hard and obviously that whole like you know the not fear but the actually yeah kind of the fear of like just being single and then ending up alone and what are you gonna do
1: yeah, so I think, like, because I was in a, like, I was relatively happy, but also unhappy, right? I was like, oh, like, you know, because when, when I, like, first met this guy, I wanted to marry him. Like, I, you know, like, I was meant to marry this person. Yeah, like, I thought, you know, we we're gonna get married. And I was like, oh, like, you know, will somebody ever love me? Will I be able to find, like, a connection, like, as strong, you know, as the one that I have with this person? And it, it, it was a fear but I was I realised that like look at this point in time I am not happy and so that is a good enough reason why, you know, I, I should leave. And yeah. Yeah, you know, there might be like a couple of years, been single for almost a year and a half now, where, you know, <laughs> I might be completely alone and and actually okay I also wanted to step out because I wanted to learn how to be happy by myself so I used to be kind of person that like I always needed to be in a relationship so I go from like seven year like from a two and a half year relationship three months after you know get into another long-term relationship and so like I really just I looked like when I was asking my question like that question like okay who like my ideal self I was like what do I want to experience instead? You know, it's like, oh, I want to experience someone that truly values me and all of that. So just going, I think just going back into like, referring back to the, the, like where you're at now and where you want to be, you know, looking at where you want to be. And if that's not, if your current relationship is not giving you what you really want, then leave, like get out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you and I, I've also like had to go through something like that and, it's always easier said than done yeah. to just leave, always. And I can seven years, and mine was, not seven years, but it was a couple of years as well. And like, to just realize that, man, I'm unhappy. But it's yeah. like, same thing, I ask myself like, but what if no one else will love me when like, I already formed this connection with someone. Yeah, I guess, bottom line is, I, I really like the way you say that, like, just compare where you want to be and just evaluate your situation now. Yeah. And that's yeah. the whole
1: thing, like, the whole focus, like, the whole part of this, like the whole procedure is just really look at like, where am I at? Where do I want to go? And is this, like, is this an area I want to focus on? So for example, if I would rate love and intimacy right now, right? Like, how satisfied I am, I would probably be like, oh, an eight or nine or ten. And then people would be like, but you don't have a partner. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like, it's fine because like, like, right, right now, like, I... I mean, if i have one it'll be great but like i'm also happy on my own so you
0: know yeah i think that's the best point in life to reach and like oh my god i feel like there's so much i want to say as well but i will literally expose my whole life <laughs> <laughs> of this freaking podcast but like i i totally agree and also i think there's also this pres- this pressure to for women as if we're talking about women specifically like, there's this pressure on them, or even a pressure that I have faced, like, oh, after breakup, I have to be single, you yeah. know, to come on to my own, and, but what if, like, someone, like, what do you think, like, if someone is just not, it's just a relationship person, do you think that they can still find, like, what if they just keep ending up, like, falling into relationships without even trying to, and then there's this pressure from society, and everyone saying that, you know, you need to be single to find your own way and find your own path and avoid all men at all costs. <laughs> but like, do you think that women can still come into their own and like discover themselves during a relationship?
1: Of course, of course you can. <laughs> like you
0: you most, you most
1: definitely can. I don't think there's any hard and, 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 and fast rule. Um, but if you find yourself questioning like, hey, um, you know, I'm not spending time doing the things I love. I don't know who I am, you know. I feel like I'm living in the shadows of my partner. You know, I don't know. I I I don't know my own light. I'm not aware of my presence and my place in this world. Right? Yeah. Am I am I using this person's love to validate myself as a human being? You you can you you start asking yourself those questions. And if the answer is no, right? And you are so strong in your like sense of self and your partner even helps to like nurture uh different aspects of you right then that's great um so i don't think there's like a hard and fast rule that you should always like you know be single but there is there is uh there is some benefit um in having some time to yourself in between relationships so that you know like regardless you know whether or not you're with a man or not that you can be happy Right. right because then you'll never know you'll be like okay i'm really happy and i'm super happy with who i am and i'm in this relationship but then there's always that question mark, like oh you know but what if i wasn't in a relationship would i still be happy with yeah. myself yeah so uh, yeah i think that's the benefit of having some time by yourself
0: yeah to, yeah hope that answers for sure question. i think as long as like anyone whether woman or man can just kind of evaluate where they are now and like happiness is so subjective as well yeah. like it means so many different things to so many different people one perfect relationship can be one's worst nightmare you know <laughs> so yeah. it's so subjective and I think the best thing is to just stop comparing oh uh, one thing definitely i have learned is to stop comparing your relationship to others oh my gosh yeah and like yeah that is like the detriment of every relationship is when you're like oh yeah. but they he gives her flowers like why doesn't he give me flowers? <laughs> small things like that but i think you know like if they if we can all kind of just focus on our own relationship with ourselves as well mm. like whether you're in a relationship or not that the whole love and intimacy is like how you said like your rating is like an 8 even though you don't have a partner yeah and that's great like it's just because you're working on the relationship with yourself yeah exactly yeah.
1: and and literally somebody in my position right now could be like love and intimacy zero you know <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so this is great right because with this in this wheel you get to decide like your definition of love and intimacy, and then based on your own definition of love and intimacy, you get to rate it according to your own criteria, right? This is why I kind of like it because it's, it's open, right? Like for you in love relation, it means like somebody uh, buys you flowers all the time, you know, uh, I don't know, Ooh, sorry, mix like... Like takes I don't know like time off busy schedule just to like spend time with me
0: Quality you get time, yeah, yeah. you know the, the love, love languages. languages. yeah, yeah you to decide,
1: like you get to decide like uh your own criteria for like each category,, yeah. so that's awesome, like, yeah, it's not like oh, how do you read this uh? like what was your thought process, like no, 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 you get to decide, and so yeah i I just love love, love going through that whole process with myself, yeah.
0: Mm. And even like with relationships, you also have friendships, and that's your next yeah. area of life, which is friends. And that goes hand in hand with love. Maybe intimacy, actually, in a way, the conversations that you have, it was also intimate with your friends. Yes. It's so a different kind of intimacy. Yes, very, of a different kind of Very, very different. Uh, a yeah, yeah, very different. <laughs> but, you know, it's more, I think, the love that you have for one another. And I think with friendships, again, in our like 20s, I think the one very tough thing that I have found. Uh, throughout the years is not realising rather the friends that you've had all along may not be the same yes. person they were they are or you may not be the same friend to them yeah. at this stage of life as you were 10 yeah. years 20 years ago whatever it is however old yeah. you are and I think adult friendships are so much harder to maintain because you don't see each other in every day in school anymore yeah like. no you don't you, you, you don't you're working you're your. you have your own life you have your own relationships and your own families to deal with yes how i guess it's a two-part question one how do you maintain adult friendships and also another one is how do you leave adult friendships if they're not serving you anymore
1: um i think maintaining friendships i guess it really depends like you know there's some there's some like groups of friends and you you know right like even if you don't see each other for like three to four months when you when you get together like you have an amazing time and mm-hmm. it's as though like time hasn't passed um and so i think it's about looking at your different groups of of, of friends and and looking at their needs and the ones and your personal needs and ones so for example like with a particular friend uh like you know we like seeing each other like pretty often we need that kind of like you know meet up like a monthly meet up you know like that like to us like that's an important way for for us to stay connected and Mm -hmm. so I do that and then with other groups of friends um you know we are comfortable meeting like every three to four months and yeah just knowing your own groups like your own people and how to um please one another, right? You, you shouldn't, like, if a particular friend wants to meet every week and, but you're busy, you know, the, the sh- you, you guys should be able to, like, have open and honest conversations about, like, how you guys can compromise and, and, and you know, meet halfway. Um, so that's how I kind of maintain my friendships. And uh, what was the second question that you asked?
0: Oh, how do you uh, leave adult friendships when even though like that's even known them oh. uh for so many years or even forget years like i i know a lot of like adults or young adults who have made new friends but then realize after a while like ah oh, they're not serving me anymore so and then that realize and then you don't want to hurt their feelings and all of that like how would you suggest someone to yeah leave a friendship at at such at our age really
1: i think sometimes if you feel that like this person doesn't serve your higher self and that you know you guys are not in line your friend he or she is going to feel the exact same way and some way or another you guys i think it can happen really organically where you know you just like stop texting one another um as frequently right time goes by the conversations shorten and I feel like with that, right? You don't like you don't necessarily need to have a big conversation. You don't need to make a big thing out of it. It can just like friendships can just fade and dissipate naturally like that. And so I think that's like one way things can happen very organically. Um, if you're in a situation where somebody really wants to cling on to the friendship and you're already done, um, I like I like to use this model, um, this framework. It's called the sandwich model. So praise. Feedback and praise.
0: Like,
1: so just oh my like, god,
0: I'm part of this. I it's, it's the, and the other way, like compliment, insult, compliment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when, I, I've seen this somewhere where like on TikTok or something like, when how do you get out of uh, dating someone? <laughs> yeah, I, I do this all the time like with, um, in, in like, uh,
1: like in relationships. So I'll, I'll generally be like, hey, you know, I'm grateful for like all the times <laughs> that we've spent together. You know, you were a pivotal part of of, I don't know my teenage years and and my like early adulthood, and I really appreciate all of this, you know. But I I can sense that you know, um, um. I I don't know what the context would be, so I can sense that we're like drifting in complete directions, you know. Uh, I value money, and I don't know you value. Uh, you know, living a hobo life. I I don't know, like, you know. (laughs) And then being like, you know, but that doesn't change. And then ending off with like, but that doesn't change how much I still love and care and and respect for you and want the best for you, right? So it's like, it's like thanking, like showing gratitude for, you know, what, like how important they've been in your life. Saying that, hey, this is just not the right fit. And then wishing the person well. You know, I think if you have this framework, like that will help you um, end any relationship in the best way possible. Um and, and honestly, <laughs> a lot of people have called me like <laughs> the breakup specialist just cause like the way that you know I'm able to sort of like end things. And that was kind of what I used as well to end things with my with, with my boyfriend. So after I said that, I just asked him like, so what are your thoughts? And he was like, Oh yeah, like you know, like now that you shared your perspective. I agree to like, I can see how, you know, us moving our separate ways will benefit both of us. So when you're insulting, like insulting <laughs> that, that aspect, right? I think drawing attention to how like going your separate ways will benefit you both, right? It's not just something that like I am doing because I'm selfish. So for example, when I broke up my boyfriend, I said like, look, like, you know one of the reasons why we broke up was because he was very very busy with his business so very little time and I was like look you know if we break up look think about all like the time that you can finally spend like on your business right this might really give you that opportunity to do that and so drawing that using that um as another way to kind of break like break the news to a person but like oh yeah it will benefit me so okay I see the value in this friendship breakup and friendship breakups are honestly the hardest like and they're equally as hard as breaking up with your loved one because like we said right you share so many intimate things like with your girlfriends Mm
0: -hmm. or
1: your or your guy friends whoever like you know
0: yeah i was gonna ask you actually like which one do you think is worse like (laughs) (laughs) a relationship or friendship i i definitely think friendship i can't even imagine friendship i mean have i Uh, i don't know i i think for me it was more of like a amicable drift never really knew what happened kind of thing mm. but like i i can imagine i i uh, sorry brother i cannot imagine having a conversation with someone i've known for so long me like i think it's better if we part ways like i only know how to do that with like normal like not normal relationships, like non-friendship relationships i cannot imagine having to do that and for those that i've had to like oh my god like i cannot because you know always think like all oh, your girlfriends are gonna be there on your wedding day yeah. Like the guy can change, but your girlfriend's supposed to be there. <laughs> I think it really,
1: I think how sour such a friendship breakup can be depends on the level of intimacy. Like how connected do you feel with this person from the level of your soul, right? Because sometimes you can have a partner, right? And, and, and have intimate relationships, but that particular person might not, It might. he might not be someone that you can share your soul with. He might offer something else, right? He might show you love and affection and all of that. And you might have that deep connection with a friend. And so if, if that's the case, right, then obviously, like, it's like breaking up with your soulmate. Like, I don't think that every partner is necessarily like your soulmate. He can be. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, if, if that's the case, like, your partner and your best friend, both soulmates, and you guys so happen to break up and the same point, will be an absolute catastrophe. Oh, man, I can
0: imagine. I,
1: I think it'll be hard. Um, I think that they're challenging in their own ways, you know, because, like, when you break up, like, with the partner, you lose, like, something else. You lose that, that that physical, like, connection that you get from being with a partner, you know, that the hugs, the cuddles, the kisses, that fizz, like sex and all of that, you know, making mm-hmm. love, like that is so, like that's so important, the psyche of a human being, like to have that, you know, whether or not female, male, like it, we all need that and so, I think it's really hard to cherry pick, like which is harder, it really depends on the yeah. relationship that you have
0: with And the partner. context, the situational definitely.
1: Yeah, situation. But I guess friendships, are just so precious. They're just too. so
0: different, you know? Yeah, like, different. And world, yeah. It it is yeah, kind of comparing an apple and an orange. But I think yeah. how would you like, you know, coming back to um assessing yourself and or rather assessing the friends in your life, what would you advise someone when they're evaluating this part of their oh. life? What should they be looking out for to evaluate it and rate it and see whether they need to work on it?
1: Um one thing I think: Do you feel loved and supported by your friends? Like you guys might have different views on life, but do they like, regardless of what they think, do they still love and support and respect your decisions? Um, do you feel that you can truly still be yourself around them? Mm-hmm. Um, um, do you do you enjoy do you enjoy spending time with them? You know, do they do they make yeah. like. When you're there, do you feel like um time just flies, right? You that like you feel like you, you meet these people and you feel energized by them as opposed to dream. I think that's a good yeah. In- yeah, that's a good indicator. Like you meet some friends like, Oh, I have to meet them, like, oh, then we have to engage in small talk and just this and that. So yeah, do your friendships empower you, energize you? Yeah, do you feel supported? Do you feel loved? Do you feel that you can be yourself, right? Because I mean We wear different masks, like, you know, in the workplace, we have to show up. Well, not me. I I, I
0: I get to be myself.
1: (laughs) But, you know, like in the workplace, like sometimes you can't be like, like an ethic or yourself. Yeah. Yeah, So like when you have your friends, do you feel like connected to your true self? And yeah, but I think that defining question was, do they drain you or do they energize you?
0: Right. And I, yeah, that's a very, very... Wow. That's really having to look within yourself, man. Like, these are hard questions to think about. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's the whole thing. If you want to put in work to improve yourself and improve your life, you have to do the hard things and rip the band-aids off. Yeah, And ask the I mean, questions, yeah. It's great that, like, uh, these areas are separated. Like I said in the beginning, you know, like, it kind of helps segregate it in your head also so it doesn't seem too overwhelming. And I think one more of the what's it called, the areas that I really want to focus on is yeah. higher purpose because I was that was something because if some the rest of them kind of like seem a little bit like, you know, people yeah. can kind of grasp onto it but higher purpose, I was, I wanted to know what you meant by that. Then I'll tell you what I thought you meant by that.
1: <laughs> uh, so higher purpose,
0: higher purpose, higher purpose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it just refers to doing something, you know, whether or not you volunteer or it's a full-time job that um you feel truly gives you this sense of fulfillment it's like respecting your calling yeah so so rating, like, like in do sense. i feel that i am like you know it it answers the question like who, who who am i why am i here right and if you know why you are here and Okay, it's important to know why you're here. Like, what is your purpose on earth? And and then asking yourself, like, am I respecting that? You know? Am I living my purpose? Am I doing the things that I'm truly called to do? You know? um, Yeah. So I would rate that a 10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that... What I thought you meant by it, and was, I think something that you always talk about as well in your socials is manifestation which oh, is like yes. do, does that link to it like or is that like two separate things
1: yes because when you manifest you are bit you basically wanting to manifest your well okay you can be manifesting your ideal life that can be linked to your purpose or you just can be manifesting simple things like your ideal partner so that might not necessarily mean that um It's about your intention. So, like, the intention behind the manifestation. So, you can be, yeah, that too, in a nutshell.
0: So, it can be linked, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, cool. So, like, how would you, you know, if someone is kind of figuring out this area of their life, what would be the first step in figuring out what their higher purpose is? Mm.
1: I think, um... If fear didn't exist um, and if you could completely shut out everyone's uh, opinion of who you should be, right? If you could just shut out all of those voices, right? What would you feel most called to do? Mm. Like, really, what would you want? Like, what would you truly want to do? If fear wasn't present, if like, you know, like our parents, bless them, you know, friends, everyone, everyone means well. But at the end of the day, they're still critics, you know, they they, they don't know what your heart desires and they might push you into different directions because they think that that's the best place for you to be. But only you know what's best for you. And so when you push all of that aside, just completely drown out, drown all of those voices out you know, say like, right now, I'm I'm not going to let fear decide. I'm going to choose to really listen, right? Tap into my intuition. And you'll find your answer. But you have to get, you have to sit, be quiet, and tell yourself, I will not let fear and the opinions of others dictate how I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to be truthful. Mm-hmm. I'm making the commitment to be truthful to myself. And it might feel scary knowing that I am like potentially neglecting my higher purpose, but awareness is that first step to eventually being that person that you might want to be. And I think like this higher purpose category, right? It might not be relevant to some people. Like some people might not give a crap (laughs) about that. So that's why I said like with with these categories, you can like, you can cherry pick. So some people like to replace this with um, social work like you know how much am I contributing to society and whatnot yeah as opposed to, to that
0: yeah it's a, it's so nice. did you have this conversation with yourself as well like is this how you decided to like become an empowerment coach like you sat with yourself and like I want to help others be become something
1: yeah like, do you feel this is I, your calling yeah defi- definitely like I did a lot of soul searching work and I do that all the time. Like I like self coach myself (laughs) on a daily basis. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm always reflecting, like, you know, is, am I doing this because I'm good at this or am I doing this because I want to do this, you know, it's like really reflecting. And yeah, like I said, I've, I've had my own coach, I've been like, I've been coached so many times by my, my peers. And it always comes, comes back to this, this value that I have freedom, right? The freedom to be myself and as an empowerment coach, I provide the avenue for people to find that strength, that confidence and courage to be themselves. And so it's totally in alignment with my number one value in life. Yeah. Mm,
0: wow. I don't know. I was thinking about it while you were speaking also. Like, what would I, I don't even know what I would answer that. Like, I know, I know what I'm passionate about. I know what yeah. I want to do in life. Like, I know my career, ambitions. But that's very different from what do I want to be in life. Does that make sense? Like, what I want to do and what I want to be and like, what I'm meant to be. Mm. or what I'm meant to serve I'm not sure I feel like they're two different things like my career or could they be the same thing you think like an ambition what do I want to so
1: doing stems from doing like doing something is simply a behaviour being talks about the essence of who you are Mm. so obviously right if I am a doctor one of the things that I do is you know I, I don't know, prescribe medicine. So patients, help patients. Yeah, that's like doing is definitely part of um, someone's identity. But like you said, yeah, just because I'm doing these things and I want to be doing these things, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is who you want to be. So there is something mm-hmm. that I learned called the logical levels of change. And so we have to look at the seven levels. So you start off with the environment. Then you look at, you know, the things that you're doing. Then you look at the skills and capabilities that you have. Then you look at your values and beliefs and that builds up to your identity and your identity is always linked up to your mission. And so then then when you go up that scale and then you look at your mission, right? And your purpose. And then you start evaluating like, who do I need to be in order for me to carry out this mission? You know, what values and beliefs do I need to have? For me to be this person. Um, and if these are my values, what skills uh and capabilities do I need to have to support my values? Right? And then what behaviors do I need to be taking so that I'm supporting my skills? You know, it's really like you're going up this. It's almost like you know, Pavlo's um pyramid kind of things, like going up that ladder and then like mm-hmm. yeah. So, I do that a lot with my clients to really help them understand, like, like getting them really aligned to, like, their vision, mission, purpose in life, you know, what are the values that they have that support that mission and vision, um, what beliefs do they need to start having about themselves so that it's in line with who they want to be, right?
0: So, yeah, it's so fun. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, but, like, the best kind of work that anyone should be really putting into themselves. Like, I've never even thought to do this, you know? I kind of mm-hmm. always kind of thought, like, oh, I know exactly what I want to be. Like, I know I have a really strong ambition, but, like, is that my higher purpose? I don't know. Like, what's my calling? And actually, like, the first thing, like, I I mean, that comes to mind, I just, it's always to use my voice. I don't know why. Like, that's the first thing, like, if I, if just top of my head, like, what is my calling is to use my voice. And maybe it was through this podcast, you know, I'm using my voice. I'm a freelance MC as well. I love talking to people. and I you know so whether maybe it's to do like talks in the future I don't know but like it's definitely interesting that using my voice was the first thing that popped to my head and not like oh run my own company or like uh start my own advertising agency one day which is like my ambition like that wasn't even although that's what I want to do it's very very similar to the analogy of the doctor that you gave so I'm like yeah it's very interesting
1: I I have a follow-up question like with the power Mm -hmm. of your voice what sort of impact do you want to create in the world like, what
0: Ooh. is... Yeah. That's like... I see, that's, like, when, when you say, like, oh, I want to make a change, like, I feel, feel like that's very vague. I don't really know exactly what I want to do yet. And I think maybe, like, this podcast is kind of, like, a stepping stone, you know? Like, mm. I uh, I always knew that I could speak. And not just, like, <laughs> not speak well, like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know I mean. Like, yeah. that. But, like, I always knew I could talk to people. And I felt like that was one of my strengths. And yeah. whether that is educating and whether that is engaging or just putting a smile on someone's face Mm -hmm. is just using my voice to just maybe speak up on uh, that becomes very dramatic I feel like also like just talk about things that people don't like to talk about I like to do that (laughs) like everything that no one wants to talk about I'm just like I'm gonna talk about it so like breaking stigmas and things like that I guess that would be it, it's very vague, very broad. I don't think I've narrowed it down yet. But I think that's something definitely that I can look into. That if I know mm-hmm. that that's my purpose, what, you know, what what do I want to use it for? Yeah, so, so all of that's very interesting.
1: I think you're already going into the realm of your identity. Like I am a speaker, and I like to like you know you can start piecing your diff- like different parts of your identity, and then using that to kind of think um about your mission your mission and, and vision and purpose and it takes it takes time like i kept changing my niche in the last like two months and actually today like was the day that i i look back and i was like i look back at like my whole pool of clients and be like oh like who like 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 who are the people i was like i was the most inspired to help you know mm. and so in your case like what conversations do i genuinely love helping like what inspires me the most like what could i spend hours and hours and hours like talking do. about yeah mm-hmm. and and then you know if i spend hours and hours and hours like helping like for example in my case helping these people in your case um talking talking like like what would what would that conversation do for people right like what sort of impact does that create like yeah. in my community and if it affects your community then it's gonna then affect you know like the continent at large and then society you know I mean the whole world like it's really that power of of that so yeah I think that's a really good platform just I mean I mean starting point to really think about mm-hmm. like who do you feel most inspired to what kind of conversations do you like having yeah um yeah, what kind of people are you drawn to interview? Like like the psycho the psycho um the psychodemographics of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like the people I'm always drawn to interview are a lot of like uh entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs mm. like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I always find myself uh wanting to talk to people that have started their own business at a young age. Yeah. So i don't know maybe i should analyze i'm like who am i actually asking and and not only those i, I love talking to people that have a message or like a really good um. Uh, like previously like i talked to andrea she's a love intimacy and sex coach oh, so we that's talked so a whole we talked all about like female wellness and like things that people don't talk about yeah and she had so much insight to say and that was so cool talking to her and that's yeah. one great thing about the podcast is that we get to talk I, sorry i get to meet so many different people from yes. all walks of life who just spare like an hour of their day to talk to me but for me it's like i learned so much that like, even from this conversation i'm learning so much about myself yeah. i feel like i'm having a one-on-one session with you <laughs> i don't know how to do to that <laughs> but i feel i'm like oh my god maybe i should really book a session <laughs> after this I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> but i mean it's true like that's why i love you know Doing this and, like, talking to people. It's just because I learned so much. Not about myself. But, like, just about so many different topics to even begin with. And, like, also, I mean, other than, like, uh what's it called? Higher purpose. I do want to also talk about the Instagram questions I received. And one of them actually has to do with your other part or other area of life, which is body, physical self. Oh, And she asked, how do you deal with body image? Which I think is a very, very... Um we all understand. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good question. Uh just
1: to give everybody some backstory. I had um an eating disorder since like yeah, for a very long time. I mean, I don't have it anymore. So I was mm-hmm. like bulimic from the age of like 15 to 25. Uh so I, I just wanna give you like just so that everybody knows that like I've really been through this and then I've been like rec a uh, recovered um ED warrior for like now two years so i love this question thank you yeah it's totally up my alley um i think at some point okay so the question is sorry what's the question again sorry dear what's the question
0: so like um how do you deal with body image issues and i think we can go into like more specifics like um glorifying like hustle culture to the point of burnout where you are not like you think that you know, to get a certain type of body, you have to work and work and work and work, or like, work out, work out, work out, eat, like, lean, and then in the end of the day, you are actually harming your physical self. Yeah. At the, you know. Okay. Um,
1: your image, the way you see yourself is a reflection of, The way you see your body is a reflection of how you see yourself on the inside how much you love yourself on the inside and if you want to have a better relationship with your body and food you need to start doing the inner work from within you need to start really looking at why you are such an amazing person um and really look really looking at that because I can honestly tell you that I have been at my skinniest, like my goal weight, 42, 43. And really being at that point and being like, ew, I'm so ugly. Like I look back at my old pictures when I was that weight, 42, 43. And I remember the thoughts. I was like this, you're so ugly. You need to lose weight. You're not beautiful enough. And then once I really, I know this is so cliche, but it's really the truth. Like once I started honing in, like the reason why I'm so beautiful from within, like the qualities that I have that people are so magnetically attracted to, that like really offer real value to this world, I began to love learn, learn, learn to love myself beyond how I look like. And that is so transformational. And and looking at how cause I went through that whole process, right, of of being like 43 kilos and then having to go and then going all the way up to fifty two And at no point in time did anyone choose to walk away and leave, you know, even my partner and even my friends, did anyone choose to walk away because I looked different? Nobody gave a shit. In Mm. fact, people loved me so much more for, like, doing that work, you know, learning how to love myself, like, taking that leap to, you know, go out even though I felt like shit. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, I admire your strength. And at the end of the day, we are truly drawn to people the being right to the people like the, their characters not how they look like you know like and if you even look at like victoria's secret models right these are like the epitome of like uh like society's like standard of like beauty mm-hmm. and you look at it which, which is their constantly changing their standard
0: beauty is constantly changing Con- yeah
1: constantly changing yeah yeah and just looking at that and being like you know i asked myself like if everyone looked like that, like how miserable would we all be if everyone looked the same? Mm. I was like, Where's your oh, the
0: individuality my... then? What yeah. makes you you?
1: Yeah. Just ask yourself, like, oh I wanna look I wanna look like this person, I wanna have this and that. And then if if everyone had that same thought, if everyone wanted to look that way, like you would we would actually be really unhappy.
0: Really unhappy.
1: And so Yeah.
0: I mean I've also I mean obviously I haven't had you know an eating disorder the way you have and like really I think listening to your story it just shows the amount of strength because to put to say that you want to do the work and to actually put in the work are like first of all requires both so much mental strength for each part and the fact that you went through both and now you're a warrior is just amazing to hear and I'm so so like inspired by that and I think Loving your body is so hard. But at the same time, I think what I've realized is it just kind of clicked for me that I'm like, you know what? At some point, I have to just accept that like these flags are not going anywhere, no matter (laughs) how hard. I can eat the cleanest because you know what it is? I tried. I tried for the last six months in 2020 to eat super clean workout like five times a week. All I did was give me injuries and I maybe lost like one kilo on the scale. (laughs) And it's just because it's not my body type. Like but what I did realize is that once I do but I uh, once I started living this he- this lifestyle, I actually feel a lot happier inside, not because of the way I look, but mm. because of the way I feel. Yeah. And I think once I was like, Well, you know what? Yeah, the flaps are not going anywhere. I'm just gonna wear a bikini on the beach. I don't care what anyone really yeah. thinks. And that that is so hard to say, but it just comes. I don't know how to explain how it works, but like it will just happen in your head and then one day you'll just wake up and you're like, Alright. Yeah. It. <laughs> and what you said exactly. is,
1: is like learning like loving yourself is a is a decision you get to make. Mhm. Learning loving yourself is a decision you get to make. You get to decide whether you don't love yourself or whether you love yourself. You can just decide with a flip of like the tip and yeah. be like I decide that I'm going to love myself. I'm going to love myself. Yeah. And just decide like that that is it. It's so simple but it's like a powerful thought to have. Like I'm just the aside from day on once that I love myself no matter what.
0: Yeah. And I love that. And I think again we we empathize like with how hard it is because we I think we've both been there. Mm-hmm. So like we don't wanna obviously it's like not i I keep saying it's easier said than done because we acknowledge it. Like it's so it hard. Has, it has. But you know, putting in the work is just the most important thing. Whether it's anything, yeah. whether you deal with mental health or whether you deal yeah. with um, an eating disorder, whether you deal with yeah anything, not loving yourself, body dysmorphia, it's if you yeah. want to come out of it, you have to make a change. And I think I saw that on your Instagram. Something about that where like, I can't remember what I saw, but whether it's a story or something you had mentioned, I don't know where I read it, but basically like you can't like, if you don't make a change, you're just going to stay stagnant or something like that. I can't remember what I saw, but... Oh, oh,
1: yeah. No, I say, mm-hmm. No, yeah. I say that all the time. I'm like, uh... Of course, if you don't make a change, you'll stay stagnant. Yeah. But I think you're... one... <laughs> I think one <laughs> thing I like to highlight is, um... Like... Wow. Like... Okay, contradict something I said the other day, but... Like... You have to be ready to change for change to happen. Um, That's the one, yeah. Yeah you, have <laughs> to be re- yeah, you have to be ready, like, to change. But, like, being ready to change, well, it's not a magical moment. Like, you mm-hmm. get to decide that I am going to be ready to change today, right? Because then if not, you'll just sit and sit and sit and sit and always wait for that perfect moment. But that yeah. the moment can be right now. You know, you can decide that you are you are going to be ready. Um, And one, I think one good way and how like readiness comes naturally is when you're so sick and tired of your current reality. Like that's why people come to me all the time. They're like, I'm so sick and tired of, you know, like living in fear and, and like, you know, not being my authentic self. And I'm so tired that like, assuming in self-doubt, you know, I want to have the courage to be myself to love myself to embrace myself to chase my dreams you know uh and i and and yeah it's really life is just all about making decisions (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) really 100% yeah
1: making decisions and then like evaluating and then yeah Mm. and then evaluating like did this
0: bring me closer to my goal or not? You know. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I love it. Thank you for staying on. Oh my god, I know you have to leave it at 7. But I really, really appreciate you staying yeah, and talking. Client coming in three minutes. So I need to go and change. Go, 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 But thank you so much again. I'll keep in touch with you. And definitely please follow her on Instagram. I'll leave everything in the links and, you know, tag you everywhere. Thank you so much, it was a really, thank It was a real pleasure talking to you. Have a beautiful day, bye!